This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. Oh boy, do we have a show for you guys tonight, especially the mamas. And the reason I say the mamas is because after having kids, you know, your body's just not the same. It's not the same. You look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, what happened? And there's nothing wrong with that. And you want to do stuff to better yourself and and just feel good about yourself. And and that looks different for everyone. Uh, But there are those like mommy makeovers that we keep seeing everywhere. And like, honestly, you just like put one of your social media platforms on on your phone and you're going to come across all kinds. And um, there's some stuff that goes along with that and those surgeries um, that I want to talk about on the show today. And so I brought on my good friend, Shay Invidiata. She is an impact entrepreneur that is also the founder and executive producer of Free Them. And she's now also an ex-planter. Okay, Shay, how are you, first of all? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be back on your show. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. And I know the last time we were talking about your your association, your organization, Freedom, which is absolutely amazing um, what you do for, for people out there. Um, but today we're taking a bit of a different angle. We're talking about the fact that you're an ex-planter. And I'm going to be honest with you, Shay. I was like, what the hell is an ex-planter? I'm thinking about gardens. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm thinking about gardens. Oh my goodness. I love that that's where your head goes to. And because I'm so naive and oblivious to what is happening. Well, you know, I maybe it's naive, but it's also it this is a more new term, really. And a lot of people, especially women that this is affecting, don't know this term, explanting. So for those like listening, they're going, okay, so are you gonna tell us like when you have explanted, that means you have removed your breast implants. And so instead of implanting, you're now explanting. Explanting. It's a breakup. It your is. Ex. Get out of here. We don't want you anymore. <laughs> it is that. <laughs> so this is brand new term mm-hmm. for me. Never heard it before until you just mentioned it to me. And I have to say... Over the past few years, like very, very recent, mm-hmm. I've been hearing of quite a few people removing their implants. And I was like, what is happening? Like, why? What's going on? Is there something new that just happened with breast implants that are harming women? Like, is, is it brand new or has this been happening? What is going on? Yeah. So, you know, just to give some kind of background, I, like for myself, even I had implants for 11 years. I had two sets in that time. I had smooth implants because some women, that's the first thing that if you have implants, you're going, okay, well, what does she have versus what I have? I had smooth implants. Mine were not textured. And what is the, di- okay. I don't even know smooth and textured what's going on here. So the difference really is around the chemical makeup, but then also tends to be like what is filled in your implant 
silicon gel versus saline, which is, you know, kind of like that saltwater solution. Mm-hmm. And the biggest, not to get into the science of it, because at the end of the day, an implant is an implant and they're toxic in general, which we'll get into. But this trend word of explanting started for me, it came on the market in 2018, because textured implants with saline filled were being recalled all across the United States and Canada. And you started to hear that's where I I first learned the hashtag. And of course, I'm calling my surgeon going, I don't even know, I I did know, but couldn't recall. It's like, what do I have in me? He's like, I've never used textured implants in my practice. You're fine. You have nothing to worry about is what he told me in 2018 and hung up the phone. And in that, in that year, in that time, I was in the process of already undergoing two years of body, body hacking my body because I had all kinds of issues going on that I was trying to get to what is the root cause to these symptoms, things like thyroid problems, I had inflammation in my body. I was breaking out periodically, not always, but I would break out with these red dots all over my body or underneath my breast line, the top of like my rib cage, basically the bottom of my abdomen on my legs. I had them on my arms. Sometimes I even had them on my face. And of course I'm starting to go, what am I eating? What am I drinking? Let's start. Absolutely. That's the first thing I'm thinking. I'm like an allergic reaction, right? It's like, what, what am I changing different in my diet? I'm very chemical free, toxic free in general. So like all my detergents, my skincare, everything I use to my toothpaste is all chemical free. So that had to change. So I was going, okay, what am I eating? Because it's not something I'm maybe a product I'm using on my body or to wash my clothes. I went to the top dermatologist in Toronto I, nobody could tell me what was going on with my skin. Of course, they wanted to give me a band-aid solution saying, throw on this chemical cream, this cortisol. Mm. And I'm like, girl, I'm like, I, that's, I was like, no disrespect. I don't need that. I'll go home and put tea tree oil and lavender. And I'm going to try to figure this out myself because whatever is happening on the outside of your body is a reflection of what's going on inside your Absolutely. body is trying to yeah. tell you is communicating going something's not right. And you don't need to be a doctor or scientist to no, know that. No. And and nobody has lived in your body to know your body better than you. You yeah. can still go and get advice from other people like doctors, but at the end of the day, you have to turn inward and feel into what is going on in my body. And I knew that there was something I was doing live blood analysis, which looks at if I have hormone issues, if I'm dehydrated, if I have parasites, which I had all of those things, including some other stuff, but I was doing that. I was going to use frequency healing therapies, all kinds of stuff to try to figure out what is going on in my body. And here's a crazy statistic. Most women typically suffering from what we call BII, which is breast implant illness, will see up to anywhere between 10 to 40 doctors trying to figure out the root causes of all of these different issues they're having before somebody says to them, and it's mine was not a doctor. And majority of women I speak to say it wasn't my doctor. 
it's usually through a story like mine that then another woman hears and goes, wow, maybe it's because of my breast implants because they hear my story, which is what happened to me. I had a girlfriend of mine tell me her story that they actually thought that she was developing cancer because her white blood cell count had dropped so dramatically in a short period of time. They thought an aggressive cancer was attacking her body. And she said to her husband, they're my implants. I need to get these things out. That was her story. She went to her surgeon, got them removed. And it was absolutely her implants that had caused this effect in her body. And after I heard her story, I said to myself, Shay, you're so conscious of being chemical free, toxic free of the quality of water you drink to the food you eat and not just the food you eat, but is it organic and what has that animal eaten? Yet you have these things cooking in your body that are neurotoxins, carcinogens, and chemicals that if we were to give them to anybody else, like feed them these chemicals, I'd go to jail. I'd literally go to jail, yet they're cooking in my body. That's insane. It's insanity. It's literally insane what implants are made of and how they are sitting in our bodies. And Pina, let me tell you, this is, this is for me, the critical thinking moment I had. We all are in an age, in an era where we're learning more about organic living, organic products, including how horrible plastic is. We look at our oceans being filled with plastic and the toxins and, and we, we know, we know better now. So we're starting to do better around issue of plastic using paper bags versus plastic bags, all this kind of stuff. Straws, like everything, everything, right? So if you have a plastic water bottle sitting in your car in the summer in Toronto, maybe not the winter, you won't care, but in the summertime where it is 40 degrees, degrees Celsius, or pushing 90 to 100 degrees Fahrenheit, would you drink from that water bottle? No, absolutely not. It's not safe. Don't do it. Exactly. And why? Because we know the chemicals are leaking into the water. Yet our body temperature sits at about that 37 degrees Celsius. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Don't quote me on that. You guys can go Google it. But I think <laughs> 37 degrees. Google it. We're not doctors, okay? <laughs> I think it's 87 degrees Fahrenheit. So whatever that conversion is, regardless, it's hot. And these are cooking in my body, in any female's body who has implants. And I'm telling you, the chemical soup that is made up of methyl this and acetone this and zinc oxide to epoxy resin, epoxy printing ink, metals, all heavy metals like aluminum and platinum. And this is all just sitting in your body cooking. When I heard that, I said, I got to take these out. This has to be contributing to the toxic load in my body. And No doctor is telling me it is the cause, but they certainly can't tell me that it's not the cause. Oh, man, don't go anywhere. We are having a crazy, intense and much needed conversation about explanting. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Shay Invidiata right here on The Parenting Show, 640 Toronto.
You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. Toronto's News. Today's Talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back. This is The Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca. And we've got my special guest and friend of the show, Shay Invidiata. She is an impact entrepreneur. She's also the founder and executive producer of Free Them, which is an amazing organization. Look them up and you'll see what I'm talking about. But Shay is also an ex-planter, and that means that she no longer has breast implants. She's removed them. She broke up with them. That's what it means, right, Shay? I did. I broke up with them. <laughs> and you loved them. I did. They, they. I mean, I had them for 11 years. I had two sets over 11 years, and they were not just a part of me, but they, they suited me. I am not a size too tiny thing. I have like what I call like a full female body. I have curves, but I had no tatas. And yeah, I had so you just you want know, to even things out. Even things out, get my shape, get my curve. And yeah. they looked so natural. When I tell people my story that I removed implants, they're like, what? You had implants? Like they were a natural part of me. I loved my implants, but I love my health more. I love myself more. And I made the hardest, simplest decision to remove. I love how you put that. The hardest, simplest decision, because it is like something that you love so much that you're like, you know what? It just made me feel comfortable in my skin. It was something I wanted to do. And I got to say that, okay, before I, I continue on, I got to say, no one here is bashing anyone that gets any work done. I am a firm believer in whatever floats your boat, whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you feel confident, whatever makes you feel sexy, you do you. And no one has any right to tell you otherwise, you know? Um, but so, yeah, so hard because it was something you loved, but simple, I'm assuming you mean in the fact that it was like literally life or death. Yeah, it, it became, it was a no brainer. And what, what boils my blood the most is that no one and a lot of women, if you start talking to women who have removed their implants, majority of women, the vast majority, I will say, were never informed of the health risks that could come from putting in implants. And I am a huge advocate for not just freedom, freedom in general, which means the freedom to choose, which also means we need to be providing proper information so that I can make informed consent. Was I told about the surgical risks? Absolutely. As we all are, you go under the knife and your, your surgeon is going to tell you what the surgical risks are. Mm -hmm. Only up until 2020, which I put in my implants 11 years ago, well, now 12 years ago, the FDA only put the black box warning label on implants in 2020, meaning 2020. That's three years ago. Correct. Correct. Which and how long have implants been around? The FDA first approved them. This is also interesting. The FDA first approved implants in the 1960s, but then pulled them off the market in the early 1990s. Okay. So this is after Pamela Anderson really changed the landscape around breast, the breast implant industry. And she was very much marketed and used. That's a whole other conversation. Mm -hmm. In the 1990s, they were pulled off the market. 
And then in 2006, the FDA changed their mind and let two companies bring breast implants back on the market, which was Johnson and Johnson and Allergen and Mentor. And then from there, we've seen the breast implant in industry continue to flourish and grow and other companies, which a lot of people also don't know that the FDA has a loophole process for approving products that are determined by a previous product that has gained approval, even if there's a slight adjustment. So when you say, well, how are all of these other companies now on the market and they got the approval with only two companies that the FDA approved? Yeah. That's part of how is through this loophole process. This so there's insane. It's it's ludicrous. It's literally insane once you start actually looking into what is going on behind the scenes and what hasn't been going on for women. Yeah, like honestly, I I turn Instagram on on my phone. I hit my explore page. I can't even tell you and and I'm not even searching anything for like cosmetic surgery. Maybe you just heard me say that and that's why it's coming up. It's listening to our combo. But I, I open up my explore page and all I see is plastic surgery mm-hmm. and breast implants. And yes, I'm a mom. And that's the reason I wanted to talk about this is because like so many moms, like I said, you know, our bodies undergo so many changes after you have children. I have three, which mean, and I breastfed each one yeah. for two years. And they're each two years apart. So I breastfed consecutively for six years. Guess what? My boobs are not the same. Okay. And so, so many moms are like in the same boat. And so they just want to do something for themselves to, to just feel, you know, sexy and feel confident and not for anyone else, but for themselves. And that should be the only reason you do this stuff. Right. But it is so important to have this conversation because honestly, the term explanter or explanting, I learned today from you, never heard of it before. And only over this past, the past few years, have I been hearing about people removing their implants. Yeah, It's never, I've never heard anything before. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. It's scary. It is scary. And, you know, this is, again, when you look at the symptoms that can be caused because of breast implants, including cancer. And that's also something that the FDA is only, they have known this, but they are only starting to report it. Um, And in 2019, the FDA admitted that they were withholding over 446,000 breast implant reports of harmed women. This year, you can go look it up. The FDA is saying that cancer and they're calling them saying that there's new types of cancer that more than double the the fda estimates can be related and connected to breast implant illness that's happening in the body that can also then lead to cancer in the body this is insane it is insane and you know if you're thinking about like you wake up and maybe you have you know you hear sometimes this even from the men from the husbands or partners going you know my wife my partner, she was happy. She was in good moods. She had great energy before implants. And now she's a little cray cray and <laughs> they're not looking at the implants. They're looking at her being cray cray. And yeah. they're going, mental is- health, give mental her meds, health, give her meds. Like they're looking at all of these other reasons instead of going, 
when did she start becoming a little crazy? When did she start getting so fatigued? When did her hair start falling out? And did she have any of this happen before implants? Because for some women, their symptoms start showing up immediately within weeks and months. For me, that was not the case. I had, when I put my first implants set in, I had red dots kind of in, think of an umbrella that would go along the top of your breast. So I had this umbrella shape red dot line. And a girlfriend of mine said, is that normal? Me going, well, it's just my body adjusting to the implants. Meanwhile, it's your body going mayday, mayday, reject the toxic substance that we're rejecting. We're trying to push out of the body after a period of time, your body. And I'm so grateful for how she has fought for me. I'm so grateful for the resilience that my body and all of our bodies are. They want, we want to survive. We want to fight. And your body creates a capsule that goes around the implant to protect you from this foreign object that has gone into the body, which is crazy. Now, like I said, some people, their, their symptoms show up more immediately. For me, those red dots I shared earlier, that did not start happening till about four years in. I did not start having these four. No, sorry. It wasn't four years in for me. It was five years in after my second set where I started having these outbreaks. And that's what started me on this biohacking journey. So the question that women and men, this is also for men because we live in a society where the female body and female image is very much glorified and mm-hmm. there's a lot of pressure. And that does come from male culture, whether you like it or not. And so I believe strongly that this conversation is also for men because I don't believe in my heart of hearts that a good man who loves his wife, who loves his daughter, who loves his sister, who loves his niece, who loves his partner would want any harm that could result in severe, even media, you know, like mediocre symptoms, but could result in health, harsh health effects, or even death leading from things like cancer to have this happen. But if you look at going, the symptoms you have, did you ever have them before having implants? Just ask yourself that. Did you have this anxiety? Did you have this depression? Did you have insomnia? Did you have your hair falling out? Did you have inflammation? Do you have weight loss problems? Do you have autoimmune disorder? Are you getting random fevers? Are your migraines getting worse? This is an insane list you're going through right now. I'm telling you, and it still goes, I could still tell you so many more. The most important question is going, look at the timeline of having your implants in. Did you have this before? If the answer is no, You have to start considering the fact that the toxic substance, whether you want to hear that or not, because I didn't, I, I'll say it again. I loved having my breast implants. I love them. But at what cost? What is the risk to you? And some women, and again, you already said this before, there is no judgment. Some women will go, I've heard the risk. I now know the risk. I'm keeping my babies in. I'm keeping my tatas. And kudos to you. But now- do you exactly do you and now you know the difference is is when you don't know and you can't figure out what the hell is going on with you and you're looking everywhere else and they're telling you one you're crazy right there's doctors that are saying you're crazy that you might think it's your implants and two just take this drug 
And now yeah, here's some antidepressants, you know, here's a quick prescription, you know, take these pills, go home, have a great day. Yes. Right. And it's funny. It's, it's, it's not funny. I should say it's scary that you said that a lot of women are piecing this together and, you know, are drawing that line back to implants, not because of doctors, but because of the stories that brave women like yourself are sharing. And that's why I wanted you on the show today. Cause when we were talking about this, I know nothing about this. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but I know so many moms who have gotten implants. And like I said, over the past few years, I've noticed that they've been, you know, posting saying that they've been getting them removed, but oblivious, all of this. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Yes. So yes. it's important that we talk and we share these stories. Big time. Oh, Big man. Time. There's so much to cover off. Don't go anywhere. This is a really interesting conversation, Shay. Um, and it's all going down right here on The Parenting Show, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo. From ChicMama.ca, Toronto's News, Today's Talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back. This is the Parenting Show on 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca. And today we are talking all about explanting. And I'm not talking about stuff that goes on in the garden that you might be working on right now that it's springtime. We are talking about implants. Body implants with Shane Vidiata. She is um, the an impact entrepreneur that is also the founder and executive producer of an amazing organization called Breathem, which you need to check out, by the way. Uh, but she's also an explanter, meaning she you have removed your breast implants that you had for eleven years and you loved and adored. Yeah, had a love affair with my breast implants. Love them. Every <laughs> every day, every second that I had them, I love them. But when you started to develop symptoms, which, by the way, doctors were not really able to help you with, and you kind of had to be your own advocate, and you discovered why you were feeling ill, and it was indeed because of um, the toxins in your body. Totally. I did. That were there because of the implants. Correct. I didn't have in that, you know, we talked about me biohacking that it was, I did this like four or five year journey in that time. I never had one doctor, not one that I saw say, do you think it's because of your, it could be because of your implants could be related. Didn't have one in that whole time. Um, and that for me is really scary to think that how many other women continue like me to go to other doctors because you have different symptoms and how many doctors are failing to consider the whole picture, which means looking at these toxic implants, it's plastic. However, it doesn't matter. Some products are better yeah. than others, but an implant is still an implant that is toxic carcinogens, uh, neurotoxins that should not be in your body period. And I can't even imagine what that is like to have symptoms you're not feeling good you're trying to figure out what's wrong and then you're going to doctor after doctor after doctor for them only to tell you like no I can't nothing maybe you just need a prescription for some antidepressants and then you actually feel like am yeah. i legit going batshit crazy here 
Is it something in my head? You know, and I can't even imagine what that is like. Um, And then it makes me wonder too, we're talking about breast implants, but over the past few years with people like Kim Kardashian out there, butt implants have become a big thing. So I imagine everyone is like explanting everything now, right? Well, you're starting to see this more and more. You know, there was a recording artist. I think uh, you know the name. One of the Cardi B. Cardi B. Thank you. Uh, Also, same thing, you know, was getting injections, which is not the exact same thing, but it is in the same family of toxins being pushed into, injected into your body that just really should not be there. And you have women like Danica Patrick who are speaking out that she's got millions of followers. She used to be a race car driver, badass woman. I love Mm -hmm. that. And she, not only has she removed her breast implants, but she's sharing her story because she knows it's going to help millions of women start to turn inwards and go, maybe that's what's happening to me as well. Yeah. And I think it's really, really important that we share these stories and you know, make it more known. So women who might be suffering symptoms or maybe even considering getting implants can stop and reevaluate everything, you know, and take a look at the bigger, the bigger picture. So we're talking implants, but, you know, Cardi B is removing injections. So injections. Also, I love, I'll say it. I've got to say it for those who can't see, I'm, I'm starting to develop what I call the, the laundry washing board on my forehead where you can see my lines because you normally can't see my lines and I'm Italian, which means I'm really expressive so <laughs> with I your face, my forehead a lot. And you can start to start doing laundry on my forehead. And that's when I know I need to go get my injections in my forehead or put a little oomph in my lips because I have my father's lips who has nada. So I love. So Botox and filler. Yes. Love is not the right word anymore because that's <laughs> definitely a, it's a love hate relationship. I'll tell you that. Yeah. For sure. But my last injections were in November of 2022. And I am telling you here, I am never going to do it again. Because when you know better, you can do better. And again, as much as I love it. There are other ways to get lines out of my forehead. It takes more work, but I can do things like face yoga, which we all want the insta now gratification. I'm like, what do you mean face yoga? I have to do that for an hour every day for six months. Like I can be in and out to see my injector girl in an hour. And it's like, yeah, no, (laughs) you know, I don't want to do that for six months to like maybe get these lines to disappear. But it's worth it. My health. I'm so glad we're also talking about this because of the fact that, you know, a lot of people listening are probably thinking, well, I don't have implants, so it doesn't affect me. Not thinking that, hey, but I do get filler or I do do Botox. And it's something really to consider. I myself have gotten um, Botox a few times around the crow's feet. And I've always got the minimal done. And I'm like, oh, but I'm doing this as a um, prevention. 
Totally. Anti-aging prevention. I'm doing this. Now I'm talking to you and literally I think I'm approaching a year since my last. um, That's good. Botox appointment. Um, And maybe in total, I've only got it done like three, maybe four times. Now, Shay, I'm like, "Mm, I ain't going. Pina, I'm 38 now. I've been doing injections since I was 25. 25 I started. And that is a long ass time to be. This is all stuff that we are putting into our body that is not natural. Oh, and it doesn't break down easily. You said you've only gone three times and your last time was a year ago because it's still in there. That's not good. It's not good. And if you start to Google, go do the research on how Botox is made. These guys have to wear hazmat suits the entire time working in the lab, because if the Botox touches their skin, it's like acid when they're taking it from that, uh, the, the product to being able to extract it, to make it into injectable. Oh my God. And here we are, here we are. Hey, can you shoot me up? And here's my credit card. Yes. Yes. It's not good. Oh, mind blown. My, oh, we've got so much more to talk about. Don't go anywhere. It's all about explanting. It's all about our bodies and it's how to be an advocate for yourself. We're talking with Shay and Vidiata. And, uh, and we've got more after the break. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome back. This is the Parenting Show on 640 Toronto. We've got my special guest and friend of the show, Shay Invidiata, joining us. She is an impact entrepreneur and she's also the executive producer of one kick-ass organization called Free Them. And uh, we've been, Shay, you've been on the show before to talk about Free Them. Um, Really, really quickly in like as fast as you can. Tell us what Free Them is about. So Freedom is a nonprofit organization that raises awareness and funds to fight human trafficking in Canada and abroad. And we focus on all things to do with prevention. So changing legislation, speaking, fundraisers, campaigns like the one you were a part of for World Day Against Human Trafficking on July 30th. But we just we want people to be informed so they can become empowered and knowing that that issue of human trafficking is happening right in their backyards. It's happening in Canada. It's happening in Toronto. It's absolutely insane. And it is real. It's, it doesn't, it's not something that just happens in third world countries. It happens here in Toronto, in Canada. So I just wanted to, I wanted you to explain that Shay for everyone. Now go check out Freedom, follow and um, yeah, help out however you can. And Shay, with that said, you then started to put together something um, for women mm-hmm. who are um, on their journey of explanting. And that means removing their implants um, because it's no good. It's no good. It's causing a lot of harm um, to the point where there are like so many links to cancer. Just mm-hmm. one example one example, right? So we've been talking about that on the show and, uh, and you've gotten your implants removed, Shay. And it was, uh, it was a big deal for you because you loved your implants. Yeah. But you just weren't feeling good. 
Yeah. You know, again, it depends on what you prioritize. And this isn't to say that if you choose to keep your implants that, you know, you don't see your health as a priority, but for me, where I was at in my health journey, I was like, I'm, I'm optimizing up, which means I need to get rid of these. And, um, and it was just important. And so I'm happy I did it. I don't regret it. As I've said before, it was the hardest, simplest decision, but my health matters to me. And coming out on the other side of surgery, it's interesting. It was the simple, hardest decision pre-surgery, but the real hard for me came after surgery. I mentally prepared physically, emotionally, and mentally going into surgery, but there's some things you, no matter what, you just don't know until you go through them. And coming out on the other side, I realized and saw how little support there is for women on the healing side, not just physically, but mentally, like I said, and emotionally, you had something that was in you and a part of you and created a figure and a look for your body that is now no longer there. And when I looked down, I remember coming out of surgery and looking down for the first time and I just bawled. I bawled. I was so like, this is so hard. I'm doing this for my body. I'm honoring my body and I'm so grateful for her, but this is not easy for Shay. My body is. I can't great. imagine that anyone, yeah, that have that has gone through that and made that that decision, that choice, to just walk away and be like, okay, surgery was great, I'm fine. No, there's a lot of like trauma that goes along with it. There is, and depending on what happened in your story or where you're at or why you put them in to get them removed is going to have a different reaction. Now, I've interviewed women that they remove them and they look down because. They had a family member die of cancer and she thought she was going to die. She, her implants were recalled. So when she walked out of surgery and looked down, she goes, I got tiny titties. And she was happy because she was like, I'm alive. I'm alive. Everyone's going to be different because everyone's journey is different. Right. But the important thing is that we are talking about this today and we know um, what is happening because of women like you Shay speaking out and sharing stories and I can't help but like you know put two and two together here the rise of social media and look I'm a content creator I get paid to be on social media and social media for me is a wonderful thing but there's a lot of negatives to go with it as well and I can't help but look at it and like take a look at that correlation because when you go on social you know, back in the day, we had magazines, we didn't have social media. Now we've got social media. And as soon as we turn it on, we see these women with these bodies and these butts and these boobs and these lips. And it's like, wow, you know what I mean? Like, this is what a man wants. Therefore, this is what I need to look at. So because of that, has there been a rise in cosmetic surgery? Absolutely. You know, and you said something briefly on the break about teens and back to school. Yeah, it was it was mind blowing for me to learn that. And I actually learned about it in a film that just world premiered. It's called Cut Daughters of the West. He's a Canadian film producer. Uh, his name's Simon Essler. Definitely go watch this film. It'll elaborate on this point that teens are no longer looking for the new hip jeans, the new skinny whatever skinny pants that they want to go back to school shopping teens are showing up to their parents going, I want new boobs. I want lip injections. 
I want to go under the knife because that will make me happy. That will make me feel better. And all my other friends are doing it. And if I don't get it, then I'm going to be depressed. I'm going to be not cool. There's this pressure for teens to, of course, be a different way. And that is the rise of social media, um, which go into the film and it'll give you the history of life before Facebook and before Instagram. And now the surprise that's happened after, which is also leading into the highest suicide rate as well amongst the Gen X, not the millennials, but the Gen X, the younger ones. It's, it's scary. It really is scary. And here I was, I just wanted like, you know, new pair of silver jeans to wear to school. Right? Yeah. Or like, how about like cool pens? I wanted always cool pens, like color pens. Can I get purple ink? Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, I laugh, but it it is like, it's serious, you know, but it is silly too. When you think about it, teens asking for this, their bodies are not even fully developed yet. What are we doing? Like what's going on? And this is why these conversations are so important and retreats like you are planning Shay, which you can check out at xplantretreat.com. But Shay, like, honestly, I'm lost for words because I honestly didn't think it was this bad. Yeah. It's like I've been living under a rock. Um, I think many people are. And so I'm grateful for you to be having me on. This is so important to talk about women who want to be supported through the process. And after the explant retreat is a perfect place and they can connect with us there. I love it. Okay. So again, it is www.explantretreat.com. And Shay, if they want to follow you on social, where can they find you? Shay Nvidiata. There you go, guys. <laughs> guys, go follow. Check her out about her retreat, as well as all the wonderful things she's doing with Freedom. That is it for us. But we will catch you next week, same time, same place. Thank you, Shay. And uh, and best of luck on your journey. I am so happy that you are on um a path of good health and recovery because we love you and we want you here for a very long time. Thank you, Pina. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That's it for us, guys. We will catch you, like I said, next week, same time, same place. This is The Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto.